Welcome to the Live Fiercely Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Wilford. Each week, I'll empower you with tips to live your best life and tools to grow your direct sales business. So grab a cup of coffee, because you know I have one, and get ready to live fiercely. All right, welcome to the Live Fiercely podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Jesse Donnelly is with me today. And I just found Jesse over on Instagram and I started following her. She's a fellow podcaster, fellow ginger, and I'm super excited to have her here today and share her story with you. So, Jesse, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Would thank you? you so much for having yeah. me here. <laughs> yeah, glad you're here. Would you share your story with everyone, please? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with what I do for my main work, um, and then I can get into like some of the things that I do on the side too. Um, but I am a hairstylist, like through and through. I started um, hair right out of high school. I basically just went right to hair school, and it wasn't something that I knew I wanted to do. But I had a lot of people telling me I'd be good at it, and I was like, you know what? I don't really want to go to regular college. I don't want like a regular job. I have way too much energy to energy to just like sit in, at a computer all day, which podcasting can be hard sometimes for that too. Um, but yeah, I went to hair school. I've been a hairstylist for eight years now, um, but I've had quite a journey with hair salons that I've worked at, um, working at commission salons where basically you work for the salon and they you think that they're going to give you customers when you first start, like you don't really know how it works in the beginning. Um, no matter what salon you work at, you basically always have to, uh, you're, you're an entrepreneur. You have to like, you know, go out and find clients for yourself and you have to market for yourself and do all these millions of things that no one tells you when you're in hair school, they just teach you how to do the hair. They don't teach you all that stuff. So um, I learned that really early on, but it was also really hard to um, kind of grow up and figure that out because I was still young. I was only 18 when I graduated hair school, so I didn't know what the F I was doing. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah, so uh, now eight years later, I rent a chair at a salon. I own the business myself, and um, I'm really glad that I'm doing that because I, I'm just at the point now where I can't work for other people. I am such a control freak that I need to know where things are all the time and know that I can have control over what I want to do with my clients and how much time I spend with them. That's really important. The whole um, experience to me is really important to my clients and to me. So I want to make sure I can do all of what I want to do for them. And that can't always happen when you're working for someone else. Absolutely. I love what you said. We have no clue what we're doing when we first start out, right? Especially if you start young. I started my business when I was 21 and people are always, they were back then. I can just remember so many people being like, oh, okay. Like whatever you're doing this thing, like it's fine. And almost 12 years later, still doing it. But there's so many people who will start a business, whether they're young or not. That first part of finding yourself with your business. Do you have some advice for people that are just starting out, whether no matter what they choose to do, if they're running their own business, they're starting out in a salon, whatever you're doing full-time. I mean, that first bit of becoming a full-time person in a job is kind of scary 
So do you have any advice that you can share with people? Oh, I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. I don't really want to go into like the millions of things that I could say. Um, that's why I have a podcast. But I think my best one is probably learn to work on yourself first. I think um, learn about yourself and do a lot of personal development. Um, as you're working on your business, if you can try to do it before you start the business, um, that way when you're getting into it, you actually kind of know yourself and know if it's uh, a possibility to even keep it running properly. Um, cause some people just aren't right for business ownership and it's really hard to know that, um, ahead of time, but you kind of just have to experience it. But I definitely went the, the long route to get to where I am now, but um, if I had known just to go for it and, and work on myself in the process and learn about myself, then I probably would have been where I am now, I don't know, five years ago. So yeah, yeah definitely learn about yourself and find, find a center and find what, um, why you're doing that first and, and um, discover yourself <laughs> before you go into business. Mm-hmm. I've a, I I've always told both my clients and my team, you have to know your why. You have to know your why for what you're doing. And I don't care what your job is. If you don't know your why for why you're doing it, it's so much less enjoyable. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not even less enjoyable, but your business itself isn't going to work as well because you don't know what you're doing it for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Are there certain things that you do to kind of help you refocus to find your why to kind of get to know yourself a little bit more and what makes you a good entrepreneur? Uh, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of little things that I do, but, um, on a daily basis, I always start my day off with a little bit of, um, like meditation. Um, I center myself because as soon I'm one of those cr like very rare, crazy people who like wakes up in the morning and I have all this energy and I don't know what to do with it all. So <laughs> I wake up and I have to recenter myself and remind myself what I'm going to be focusing on today. Um, and it takes me like 10 minutes to just go back to like what I should be at in the morning. Um, and then it's good because I can kind of like pace myself throughout the day. Um, but yeah, I think even when I get into like a crazy season of life, like right now, 2020 has been insane. Mm -hmm. um, I have kind of had to separate myself from people in general and just kind of sometimes I go for walks by myself and I'm lucky enough to live somewhere where I literally can walk across my street and be in the woods. So I can go for a walk in the woods and it really like centers me and I kind of connect with the environment and mm -hmm. just the energy of being like alone and kind of sorting through my thoughts and what's important. Um, and that definitely helps me for sure. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, okay. that's really great because I'm also a morning person. I don't always have a crazy amount of energy when I wake up, but I just drink a lot of coffee. So that helps, but I agree that prayer, that meditation, that quiet time, I'm a journaler. I think that is so important for people. And I tell people too, because not everybody's a morning person that you just have to find your time. Then I think everybody could become a morning person. Cause I never used to be right. Where have you always been a morning person? Pretty much always. Always. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I haven't always, but, um, you know, you just start waking up a little bit earlier and earlier. And don't you find that when you have that morning time to yourself, it makes you more focused and ready to go for the day versus, you sleep in and then it's like you panic, wake up and you are, you're just in panic mode the rest of the day. 
Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying like every morning I jump out of bed and I'm like excited and ready to go. Like I do always have a ton of energy, but sometimes it kind of turns into anxiety, which is why um, meditating in the morning is really good for me. But if I do sleep in, sometimes I do because I just want to sleep a little bit. If I have, if I don't have to be at work till 11, for example, sometimes I sleep like a half an hour later and then I'm like, oh no, I should have done all these things. And yeah. So yeah, I totally get that too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, will you touch on, uh, you talked about, well, you and I privately, privately talked about that today is your office day. And I think that is so crucial. I know the awesome friend of mine who does my hair, she's talked to me about that for a long time. Like I really need to have an office day. And she started incorporating that more. Can you talk about that? I know I talked to a lot of direct sales people and that is a little bit different than what you're doing with owning a chair at a salon, but no matter what kind of business you have, you need to have some focus time to get some office stuff done. Can you talk a little bit more about how you got there and the importance of it? Yeah, for sure. So I don't know if I told you this before, but I'm actually in an MLM too. So I use this day to partially do that. Oh, but I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell us what it is. Oh, it's Monet. I do hair care. Well, duh. Of course it is. Oh, (laughs) so good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I spend Mondays doing all of that stuff on top of the podcast. And also, so Mondays are just like my big day where literally everyone knows to just leave me alone because I have a million things that I have to do. Um, And it's good. I get Sundays off. So Sunday is like my refocus day. Um, But Sundays at the end of the day, I tend to like plan for Mondays so that I know exactly what I'm going to be doing during the day at what time. But yeah, I think planning for it is super important. I think you literally have to put it in your schedule to say, I'm going to do this no matter what. I don't care what happens. I mean, if something really terrible happens and you have to take the day to do something, obviously you have to. But generally speaking, you should have like a single day to be able to focus yourself and um, plan for what you're going to be doing for the week. Um, Then you don't have to worry so much about all the other little things that come throughout the week because you already did it on Monday. Um, And then you know that you have Monday coming up to be able to do whatever came up during the week, you know, before that. So I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. Like if you don't plan for it, it doesn't happen, right? Right. I've recently been talking to a lot of people about block scheduling. Do you use that as well? Yeah, um, I kind of have to at the salon because I have, I only take one client at a time even before coronavirus happened. Um, so I do that at the salon. So I'm used to doing that anyways. And so it feels natural to me to do it on Mondays, my office days, because I want to focus on something specifically for a specific amount of time. Um, and then even if I don't finish it during that amount of time, I tell myself I have to stop and then go to the next thing that I planned for. And at the end of the day, I, let, I leave myself a little bit of extra time to go back and finish whatever I did didn't finish ahead of time. So, and have you always been like that? Like that takes discipline because if you're in the middle of something, you don't want to just quit. But if you use block scheduling, I mean, that takes discipline, right? It does for sure. No, I have not always been this way. I'm a creative, just like a lot of hairstylists are, and our brains are literally in all different places. Right? <laughs> no one can see me, but I'm waving my arms. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like our brains are doing a million things a million times a minute and it's really hard to focus sometimes, but if like just having it on a piece of paper or I use Google calendar, if I just have it in front of me and I tell myself, this is what I have to do. Yeah. It takes discipline. But once you get used to doing it regularly, it's really not a discipline. It's kind of just your schedule, you know? Yes. And I think because we live in a world that's very like multitasking, like let's do all the things. 
um, block scheduling can be really good to keep you organized and feel like, okay, I, I can actually get this fit into my schedule, especially if you work full time and you're running an MLM. I have some people who just like, I can't, I, I work in ML or I work full time and it's hard to work my direct sales business on the side, but you really can if you use block scheduling. It makes it just feel so much more easy and the flow is so much better for the week. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're a superhero. You have a family on top of it. I'm a single person. <laughs> I, I mean, I live with my boyfriend, so he's not, he's come to figure out that this is just my schedule and it is the way it is. But I literally can't even imagine having children and a husband on top of it and trying to balance all of that. So <laughs> kudos to you for that. <laughs> <laughs> block scheduling, right? We make yeah. it work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I know you have a couple questions for me that I could answer for you. What you got? Yeah, actually speaking on family, I just wanted to know, um, how does your husband or like when you first started your MLM, you said you've been doing this for like 12 years, right? Almost, so yeah. how, um, how did your husband deal with it when you first started with your MLM? Cause I know my boyfriend was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the natural thing for people to, to do and say, even this past weekend, I was in my hometown and saw some people from my past and, you know, it comes up that I have my direct sales business and their faces just get like long and it's like, oh, and I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, by the way, I'm at the top of my company and you know, you don't need, I don't need to defend it. But the funny thing is I used to, I used to feel like I need to defend that my business is actually successful. And now I've come to the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't need their approval. But anyway, um, when I first started, it took a little bit for us to say yes, because we were engaged at the time. And I love my husband and I give him crap all the time, but he's a huge skeptic. And so he had to look into it for a little bit. Um, and we just had to find a rhythm. And it took a long time, honestly, because then we got married and then we kept having kids. And so our life kept changing so fast. Um, that we just had to have the best communication about when I was going to do parties and when I needed to get my work done um, because I have done my business through working full-time as well as part-time and having three babies and a few moves. And so we had to have the best communication about it. And I'm not saying that we were perfect and we are because we still have times where there's miscommunication and there's an overlap or um, whatever. But I think I'm totally the person that was like, Oh, you, you don't know if I can do this. You don't know if this will work. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. You know? Um, so he didn't, he didn't expect my business to get to the point of where it's at now, but the way he talks now, I just have a little bit of like pride to go along with that because he know he knew I could do it. Right. But now he's like doing taxes and stuff. And he's like, Oh, okay. We have a yeah. lot you know, like we have a lot to pay in this year. Like, that's great for you. Good job. You know? Yeah. So, right. So yeah, I don't know. I think, um, he's always been awesome in that regard. Um, but I'm also a very motivated person and I want to be the best. And so, um, he's been, he's been great at cheering me on and we've just been really good at communicating through the years of, um, when I need to get my work done and stuff as well. So, yeah. Um, so does he have like a normal job? Or is he, you know, um, no, <laughs> Oh, okay. He is a city administrator. So, um, we kind of explain it that he is like a superintendent is to schools. He is for the city. So he's got a couple night meetings. Um, you know, something will come up and pop up on Facebook that he has to respond to on weekends. And 
So he has a lot of weird hours, but at the same time, um, he's, it's very flexible, you know, like he needs to come home for an afternoon or take off for an afternoon because he worked a 13 hour day before. Like he's really good at being able to do that, but he kind of always has to have his phone around in case there's some sort of emergency that comes up or whatever. So not definitely not a typical job. No. Okay. So my boyfriend does have a normal ish job. He okay. like goes, it's eight to five. So he works for somebody and goes to work sure. and then he comes home. And so, I mean, your husband has to do things outside of regular work hours. So I'm sure he understands it when you have to do the same thing, right? Yes. Yes. But also that makes us have to be in better communication because not only with his job, but he has a couple church meetings a month because he is a trustee for our parish. And so um, we just have a lot that we have to have. We have the same, um, we share a Google calendar so that, you know, there, that really helps. There, it yeah. does. It's such a good communicator right there. Um, but yeah, we just, we understand each other in that regard, but we also have to be very intentional about still having time together. Um, because we do work some nights as well. Of course. Yeah. So do you, because you have to schedule time with your husband, how does it work out when you're scheduling time with your team? Like, do you have like specific days that you schedule that stuff for and you do coaching on top of it? So <laughs> I don't even know that sounds like so much work to me. It's so great though. I mean, most of my work I do during the day. Um, and our kids are getting to the point where they're starting to have practices and music lessons and softball games on the weekends and things. Um, and so if he has a city council meeting or a church meeting, those are typically the nights I'll do my Facebook parties and I will double or triple book a night. Um, if the kids have stuff right now, nothing runs past kind of their bedtime, like, you know, seven thirty-eight, And so we're still able to then either one of us will get out of the house so we can have time with friends or, um, we're intentional about, we were just texting about it this morning, actually. What are, what does our week look like? When are we going to see each other? What are we going to do? Because we also don't want to just spend time in front of the TV because we don't, for us, that's not quality time. And so you just have to be super intentional about, about being together as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think so many entrepreneurs get stuck in the fact that like our businesses are almost like, I think so many people are like, this is who I am. It's my business, you know, and they forget to take time out for their life and for people who are in their life. And I think it was awesome to hear you say that you guys actually like talk about it. I think that's a huge thing. So it's great that you guys have the communication of being able to do that. But even if someone's not in a relationship, like finding time to spend time with your friends and family, mm -hmm. it's so important and being able to like reconnect with what's important in your life and who's important in your life. And it's more than just the business, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to, like, you have to be intentional about block scheduling for your business. You also have to be intentional about those kinds of things as well. Like you have to do you, you have to do something besides your business because like for me as a mom, I look back on the past nine and a half years of being a mom and my business has been something that has kept me from getting lost in that role, which can happen um, for women. And some, some women love that. I'm not the, like I needed something for me too. And so this has been a blessing, but um, I think that you also have to schedule that time outside of your business because you also don't want to get lost in that. You're still a woman who has hobbies, who, needs to move her body, who has friends and who has family she needs to see or husband that, you know, you need to 
love on because that's, you know, the the most important thing, right? (laughs) So yeah, I totally agree. You had, it's all about your intentions and you will screw up. And some weeks you're like, okay, see you next week, husband, or see you in a month, friends. Like it happens. Um, but I think you look at the overall picture of month to month and if you haven't seen your friends in a couple months and maybe it's, it's time to rethink things. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you said that. That was really smart. Um, so I just ask everybody one final question and it's just, what's one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self that cost you a lot of money or time to learn? Quit caring what other people think about you. Oh man, the younger me did that so much. And I just wanted to be liked by everybody. And I wanted to just be part of the the cool crowd. I don't care if it was high school or college or even just past like the beginning of my business Mm -hmm. and beginning of momhood and who cares, who cares? And there are still moments that I get stuck in that because that, that was my roadmap, right? Like that's, I used to care. And now I, I just remind myself that I, my God loves who me for who I am. And that's all that matters. And if somebody else wants to judge me, good, bad, or otherwise, then that is their choice. But um, I think that is the biggest thing that I would tell my younger self, especially raising three girls. Don't care so much what other people think about you. Yeah. I think it's so, so hard, especially for girls, for some reason to accept that it doesn't matter. (laughs) What you think about yourself is what really matters. And you can't think about that until you let go of the fact that some people just aren't going to like you. And being in an MLM, you really have to let go of that. Like people are just going to say no, and you just have to accept it. And it's not because of you. It's because of something else that they've got going on in their lives. It's literally nothing to do with you. (laughs) Yeah. And wanting to be part of the cool crowd. I mean, there's, I mean, people in my, my MLM alone, like there's such a cool girl thing that comes along with it. Like everybody's got beautiful hair. And if you're not a hairstylist, like I am, that's really hard for some people. And so it's nice when I get people who are trying to join my team, I can help them with it because I understand the science behind stuff and I can teach them how to make their hair look good so that they feel good. And that's really the whole reason behind why we're doing it. It's not really anything about selling products. It's, we want you to feel good. <laughs> that is so true. Yep. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. That's totally why I'm here as well. And completely yeah. different MLM, right? So right, right. that's so cool. And I always tell something I learned a long time ago. And I always tell my team and clients now, if you're not hearing the word, no, you're not doing your job. You can't take that word. No, personally, because they might have something in your, their life right now that like you're reaching out for a reason. And maybe you were a blessing to them today because you said you were going to pray for them or you're just loving on them. And so hearing the word no is just part of our job and it's not personal. It's, it's good. It's something to celebrate because you're working your business. Right. Exactly. And just because someone said no once doesn't mean they'll, they will stop looking at you. I feel like a lot of times I've, you know, talked to somebody about it and then um, like months later, they'll be like, so what's that all about anyways? Right. <laughs> you know? And they you don't even you. need to say anything else to them. They just, now it's in their head. It's like a little nugget in their head and they'll, they'll keep it in mind. And then when they realize that you're doing well with it, that it's actually an opportunity that could work for them. And I don't know there's so much to it, the community and just having people around you. And if you don't have friends that are local to you, finding somebody that can help support you in a business like that, and you're your own, you're your own boss. And, but you've still got people on your team. Like there's so many good things about it, you know, it's like a family away from family. Yeah, it is yep. for sure. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. 
I also have one last question. I always ask everybody. Sure. What does it mean to you to live fiercely? Oh, well, we're redheads, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good enough. Yep. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever really uh, talked about it actually, but I think I was really shy as a kid because I had red hair. I was afraid that people were going to think I was too much. So I often made myself really quiet. And then I got to high school and I was like, why don't I have friends? I was like, this is stupid. I'm going to just start talking to people. Um, and it's really all about just being who you are and loving your life as much as you possibly can. And if that means working your ass off, then do it. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, what is life for if we're not going to do as much as we possibly can in this life? And love it. Right. And love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you for letting me ask you some questions too. I yeah. appreciated that. It yeah. was fun. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Live Fiercely podcast. If you love what you heard today, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss when a new episode drops. And be sure to leave me a review or take a screenshot and tag me over on social where I will feature you in my Insta stories. Until next time, girlfriend, keep on living fiercely.